Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, and this is another of our designers and makers' fireside chats. Today, I have Puddles from the Strange Gods Podcast. Puddles, welcome. Uh, hello to you and everyone else. Thank you. Now, uh, you're involved with... Uh, is it a 5e podcast or a pathfinder podcast uh pathfinder strange the original strange gods podcast we were playing through an ap of jade regent okay and are you going to be part of the team that's going to be doing the blight unfortunately for i will be part of that one as well okay very cool all right so as i mentioned to you before the cast i have five questions that I, i ask all my guests uh, it gives us a little background into how you came into standardized gaming. Standardized testing, I get it. Well, yeah, kind of standardized testing. It, it, it puts us all on common ground, and it helps. And it gives people a little insight into you. So we're going to start with the first question, which is the ground ball one, usually. Uh, tell us about your first RPG experience. So my return question is um, video games or like tabletop RPGs? Uh, whichever came first, and if it was... Uh, Video games that came first, and tell us how you came in the tabletop. But I'm... definitely video games for me, um, just because my brother was always really big into um, uh, video games like PlayStation, Xbox, and so on. And I would, like, I would never actually want to play, but I'd just sit there and watch him play as if watching a movie. And then eventually, we both got um, the DS lights, and we played Pokemon on that. Okay. So long. So that was that was essentially my childhood. And when I was um, 19, 20-ish, somewhere around that tender young age, not very far from now, um, I did an exchange to the, to the U.S. for a year. So I went to live in the U.S. for a year. And that's where I met Bear, who's also in the Strange Gods podcast. And he's the one who actually introduced me to um, Pathfinder was the first tabletop RPG. I was completely shit. I had no idea what to do. I just <laughs> sat in a tree, essentially, the first game. And then the GM kept asking me, Puddles. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm sitting here five minutes late. Puddles, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here in this tree. I like this tree. It's very, it's, I'm friends with the tree. Okay. I'm, I'm hugging the tree. I'm a tree hugger. It's safe. It is. It is safe. And I was supposedly watching the action going on in town. I had no idea what to do, but it turned out okay. And here I am today. Well, I, and it's. I, I don't think I've asked anybody that question and had them go, I don't remember. Everybody remembers that that first session. I remember the first session in that I was shit at it, as in I had no idea what to do. Very confused about whatever was going on. I had my character sheet in front of me. I kept like glancing over at my friend being like, uh, what, what, what's, what's this? What, what is that? I felt like I was interrupting the flow of the game every two minutes, but... I can't remember like the precise what actually happened. Just me and my tree. The tree I remember. I was very close friends with that tree. Uh, true story, but with my wife, aside from me running one Tunnels and Trolls one-on-one adventure with her, her first RPG experiences were at North Texas RPG Con. Oh, God. I think we're talking about six years ago now. And kind of. But... uh. <laughs> When I was scheduling us for games, I was like, you know what? I'm going to schedule her first game. I, I, knew, the, I knew the GM, uh, Tim Schneider. 
But I go, he's running an old game system called Time Master. I know it because I owned it back in the 80s. But I like, it was not hugely popular. I go, I'm dollars to donuts. Most of the people at the table, it's going to, because he's billing it as beginner friendly, won't have any experience with the system besides us. And you know what? I was right. And that was great because it meant that uh, Rach was no more disadvantaged than everybody else. (laughs) It was more tell the DM what you want to do and he'll tell you what you need to do to resolve it or figure out if you were successful. And uh, I I was glad that with with my wife's case, that was a great experience for her because she wasn't intimidated by people having knowledge of rules that she didn't know. Right, yeah, Everybody. and other people who are, like, not afraid of doing anything, and then you're just like, yeah. like... Oh, she was doing, like, a, a half-Nelson wrestling move on some four-armed alien creature. My mouth is dropping <laughs> open, because I'm like, how the hell... Because it was just pure imagination. Yeah. She wasn't And then, constrained. you know, if everyone's beginner, then you're not, like, constrained so much by the rules, because nobody knows the rules. So, rules are right. worse when you're Right, especially when you're coming into the hobby, it, it is awkward to be put into the middle of a bunch of experienced gamers with rules that they know without referencing and you don't even know enough how to reference the rules. Right. It, 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 I've, I've been there and it, it, it is it, it's like trying to ride a bike and they just put you on the bike without training wheels going downhill and no brakes and you're like <gasps> It's like trying to ride a bike but the wheels are already going and you have to yeah. figure out when to put your feet on the pedals but they keep hitting your ankles and it hurts. There you go. So, all right. Well, I, I, I'm glad that you uh, were able to hang out in that tree and stick around afterwards. At least, it, at least that worked. <laughs> that that was. Um, it ended up being a very good campaign. We never finished it, but uh, fun story. At one point, my character put on a cursed ring that um, I think someone cast detect magic on it, and like they said, "Oh, it's magic!" And I did not wait for the rest of the explanation. I just put it on. So DM got to hijack my character, and I went around eating children for like a day. That was that was good stuff. I regret nothing. <laughs> I was never found out either. Just like oh nice eating children. Kids have been disappearing. I was like oh really? I can't imagine what can't, that's gonna be. <laughs> can't imagine what happened with that. Whoops. Oh, was that a finger? So, uh, a, a blood a blood um, blood flavored burp. Whoops. Yeah, you know. Not me. I have no idea what you're talking about, but they would have been better as a little barbecue sauce, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's good times. Uh, I, I, honestly, the vast majority of campaigns that I have played in over my, oh, uh, God, way too many years of gaming, the vast majority n- n- never came to a conclusion. They either faded out or we did the good old hey let's try something else in the next two weeks and then four months later you're still playing something else that can be kind of annoying though especially when you're a completionist like who wants to get all the pokemon and you're just like but i don't like the end of the ap it's it's right there it's like 25 sessions away don't you want to hang on a little bit longer half a year maybe please i want to know what happens well, then you have the other way, too, where it's like, okay, we just killed uh, five out of six of the player characters. Yeah, we might want to take a break. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Done that. As long as not, it's not, not your own PC that's dead. Yeah, if you're, as long right. as you're the one that's like standing like, oh, I... I, I yeah. Oh, I, 
I was supposed to be part of that combat. Oh no, I was in the other room taking. I, I was reading. Yeah, um, I had to go to the bathroom behind this very handily placed tree. They didn't see me. Um, no, no, you guys uh, were um, dead. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that that those combat rounds went real quickly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. Or yeah. it's like, oh, that's the one. Uh, or, or the session that you, like, I've had that happen where you miss a session and you come back the next week. I was like, oh, what happened? We're all dead. You're joking, right? No, no, we're all dead. That that actually happened to me really recently in a 5e campaign. Um, I, I missed one session. I come back and they're, and I'm just like, what happened, guys? And they're like, TPK. And I'm like, what? You, t- what? And they told me my own character died. Apparently it's a joke. So I was really upset. <laughs> Built a whole new character. I rolled. I got really great stats, though. So I'm happy about that. Okay. And then they're like, so uh, where's Bithia, your old character? And I'm like, you fucking told me she was dead, bitch! And, like, well, she wasn't dead. She Apparently she'd been left behind. But anyway, I made a new character. We all we all made new characters. Still still a little salty about that one. I Slightly salty. Just, just, just a wee bit? Yeah, I wouldn't... Slightly. <laughs> just, just, I'm just a wee bit angry, but I can handle this shit. I didn't have uh, to make a whole new fucking character. Even though I do kind of like my new character. She's, well, she's good. Well, I see. So it, it kind of balanced out. Yeah, and I'm, I've decided that I'm going to keep my old character as a, as a backup PC for this new one. And, In um, case the new one happens to die. That happens to die, but gets killed on accident slash purpose. It's all the same. Yeah. Cause that was, I, I still remember when we used to game back in college. You'd be like, oh, if you're going to miss a session... You got to designate somebody to run your character. It's like, what? Why? Just like yeah. I'm, taking, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom. Just I'm yeah. constipated. Leave me there. Yeah. Combat just, takes yeah. like five minutes, anyways. Yeah, leave, leave me in the locked room. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I know. I, I don't because I, I know I'm not going to get XP for a session I'm not there for. So why should I risk my life? I'm not going to get good treasure because you're all going to pick without me. Nobody's going to exactly. say. Ten cars should get this. Like, yeah, ten cars should get the uh, Maryland's uh, spoon, so you can always have gruel available if he's hungry. No, they're not even gonna do that for me. You know, yeah, please. Well, also, like story-wise, what does it make more sense? Like that your character was just absent for you know a day, or that it suddenly was lobotomized and had a completely different personality? Yeah, or 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 you're being like. Uh, since we're on the topic, it's sometimes what happens to party henchmen and hirelings. You go through three encounters and you go, oh, fuck, that's right. Don't we have, uh, you know, uh, wait about the two fighters that you have that we hired? Oh, yeah, we forgot the... <laughs> they were just hanging out in the back. You totally forgot about them, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just... Well, I mean, they're not doing much. They're just... They're, they're getting paid anyway, so they don't Well, they, yeah, they're, they're happy. It's like, oh, this is a really <laughs> low-impact job. This is great. Low-risk. <laughs> Guaranteed yeah. salary? That works. Ah, well, since we're talking, we talked about systems here, what's your go-to RPG system? Um, and why? I have to say Pathfinder, just because it, it was my first system I was ever introduced to. Um, I finally got a bit familiar with the rules, and then my friends were like, we're going to do a 5e game. And I'm like, ha, what? Said, <sighs> what? And they said, well, it's okay, you play Pathfinder. 5e is basically dummy Pathfinder. Okay, and yeah, it's it's a lot simpler. It's it's fine, but I still enjoy I enjoy Pathfinder because of all the choices you have. Like you open open the SRD, and then you have races, and you have like 
25 plus i don't know 50 races you can pick from and then you go to you go to you go to you go to D&D 5e and it's like the little bit of core rulebook races and then the classes there's so few classes i don't want to be pigeonholed let me play a samurai slash witch if i want to i don't want to be one of those 12 classes i want choice i want to be i want to take 15 no that's too much. Five hours to make a character because I, I can't choose because I keep scrolling through pages and pages worth of. Yeah, that's I, I like path. Yeah, and I and I can respect that, but I am like the complete opposite. Yeah, uh, really. I, uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the perfect example. Uh, yeah. I, I I retired from my regular employment coming up on three years, and I had this idea in my head like, oh man, I want to get together. I want to write a a really short rule system that's true to D D and old school gaming but something that can actually be as my dog goes crazy in the background i thought it was your cat sorry no something that could, yeah something <laughs> that, that, that can be presented on a few pages and uh i pitched the idea to frog god somebody at frog god games that's we brainstorming and next thing i know i'm being asked to write a four page rule set that covers three levels uh four classes and four races and putting that into with 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 your monsters and with the rules for combat and presenting that in four pages so you can four do it as a folder. pages is ridiculous how how small was your font uh, i think the font is pr probably a, mm, i think it's a 10. oh standard even wow yeah the, the listen i didn't do the layout the presentation is awesome uh, if you're interested, you can go to the Frog God Games website and download it for free. You can actually uh, email them, and they will mail you a physical copy. But Even all uh, the way in uh, in Europe, because I'm pretty far away. If you're in Europe, uh, you, I'm shit it, out of luck. No, okay. you can reach out to uh, Bad Mike. He's actually in our Discord server, and he is in charge of that. Bad Mike will put something together, and then he'll hit me up for. Uh, uh, some of the shipping because that's the offer I made is that and things that go overseas, I I will use some of the monies from the tavern to get it out there. So they'll probably you know if you reach out to Bad Mike, he'll give you a whole package to put together. But yeah, four pages. Oh, and only D six and a D twenty to make it simple for people to introduce them to the hobby or reintroduce people to the hobby who've been away for twenty years. And it's great for convention play because you can sit people down and they can create their own characters and be ready to go with a party of eight in about 15 minutes. How, how good is it for like kids? Cause I've been wanting to um, get my little brother, the smaller, smaller one. He's like about eight, nine, just nine, just turn nine actually. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to get him into um, some sort of RPG because like I keep telling him these stories and like, when can I play? And I'm like, Pathfinder is not good for you, buddy. Yeah, my niece Ooh. is eight and I wrote this, uh, she was just short of her sixth birthday and I showed it to her when I got my, uh, my early uh, author's copy and she looked at it and she went, uncle, this is D and D for me. Right. And I looked at her and I went, yeah, pretty much. She was, you can teach me to read this and then I can play it. That sounds awesome. Wait, what's, what did you call it again? Cause I'm swords and wizardry light. So if you're going to be playing, uh, you know, or, you know, with the blight and the Swords of Wizardry complete rules, uh, the light rules are 95% compatible. But it's literally, I didn't want to do quick start rules where it's one and done. 
because part of, to me, the, the excitement of gaming is to have a character increase in level and become a little bit more powerful. And yeah. quick start rules don't do that. So that was a challenge to get three levels onto four pages, but we did it. That's uh, awesome. I will definitely have to try that out with my little brother. Yeah, I mean, no. Could be terrible. But I, it, I'll, I'll get back to you. It, 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 well, it, that's the other reason why I kept the dice down to a D6 and a D20. It allows people... It, I know from when I first came into gaming, I couldn't tell a D20 from a D12. D20 you know, first... is the most sides. Yeah, Easily I know, but... the most sides. Obviously the most. But if you... I have ever seen. But if you look at, well, I, I, I do have a D30 and I have a D100 really? that actually rolls somewhere. Yes. Oh my God. But uh, it really makes it, you know, a quick glance. I can see the D6, I can see the D20 and, and boom, uh, you go. But yeah, uh, I. I'm happy with it. And, and uh, as I mentioned to you before the show about how my attention span sometimes is limited when it comes to creativity, four, yeah. page, four pages of rules is about the perfect size for me to have to put together and write. If I had to write a full, you know, 128-page rule book, we'd be waiting another seven years. So that, that, that worked out okay. Which, by the way, I know this is going a bit off topic, but you mentioned yeah. um, your attention span has gone for that. Is that only with, like, visual stuff or audio as well because i imagine like if you're running a four hour long game your audio um attention span must be quite still long uh, right yeah it's it's my my audio attention span is better but um like if i even found out you know because i'm good one-on-one -on -one when we do yeah. these interviews but i was in the panel uh recorded i guess a week ago on a friday night Mm -hmm. And I actually found myself at one point realizing, and I was, and I was part of the conversation. Oh my God, I just zoned out for like 15 seconds. No idea what was being said. I got to refocus myself. Whoops. And, and, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's part of some of the, the, the mental rewiring that, that, that chemo did in my case. Like when you're going through chemo, like the one thing they tell you is like, you might size the hair loss. You might get chemo brain. <laughs> Sorry for the hair loss. I, oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't have. I, I lost like eyebrows and, and and body hair everywhere, but the hair on the top of my, top of my head thinned, but it stayed. It was, I bought I bought hats expecting I could use them. I didn't have a chance to use them, but uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure wearing a hat does not mean you have to be completely bald. No, no, you but I was just kind of like I was ready to embrace it. I spent like. I, bought, like, I don't think wearing hats is embracing your baldness, though. No, I, well, I, I, I still have a head of hair, but when you're losing it for chemo, you're like, Hoo! and it's like, oh, I didn't. Yeah, fair but, enough. But you talk about chemo brain, I'm like, what the hell is chemo brain? It's like, oh, you're going to be like short term memory, very forgetful. I'm like, and then, yeah, short term memory, like when you leave your house and go back three times to make sure you lock the door. Oh, my God. That's the oh, worst. Yeah. Oh, it, it's one of the few times I was actually stopped by the police when I went back to my door twice to make sure it was locked. Didn't see the unmarked. Is, is this your house? Yeah, unmarked patrol car. Yo, buddy, come here. I'm like, oh. Do you want to lock you? my door for me? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with, oh, over there? About I live there. Really? And I kind of pull out my ID. I'm like, yeah, I live there. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, wow. Dude, I'm just very forgetful at the moment. I just couldn't remember if I locked the door. That must have been so surreal, though. It, it was. <laughs> it was. It was bizarre, but um, like I said, that my in my in the end, my brain became more creative, but less able to focus in a lot of ways. So, 
Mm. Do you consider the trade-off, like, not worth it, I guess, because cancer's a horrible fucking thing to have, but, I mean, if you could have your pre-chemo brain back, would you take it? Um, I don't know if I'd be doing this if that was the case. Mm. No, it's weird, but this, you know, the the creativity, whether, all aspects have, whether it's the podcast, the blog, the Discord community, I am into all the stuff, and that is part of the, my rewiring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it means that instead of reading a novel a week, I'm down to maybe two novels a year if I'm lucky. But I still do a lot of reading. But it's just it. Uh, put another way, before chemo, I hated short stories. Could not stand reading a short story. I don't want the story done 30, 45 minutes after I start reading it. I want something that's going to last me for a day or two of heavy reading or a week of... And now I'm like, oh man, I, I dig short stories. I get that though. Well, I mean, both sides. I used to I used to hate short stories as well because like you have no time to develop any sort of plot whatsoever. Right. But then you find like a couple good short stories and it's just you admire the prose so much because they can get across their points in so in fewer words and they don't need three chapters to tell you, Oh, the main character's in love with this person. You're right. And that's, you know, I, I appreciate it now. And I uh, appreciate the fact that when I look at it, I go, all right, you know what? I can focus for 45 minutes and keep it going. And I'm wondering, you know, let's just talk about this. I'm also wondering if maybe my ability, my inability to read novels for the most part is because once I take that break, I wonder how much of it I'm actually retaining in between my reading sessions. Oh, yeah. That's an idea, too. I didn't even think about that until now. So, interesting. Go yeah, figure. I suppose, yeah, the, <clears throat> the short-term memory loss. Well, at least the sketchier memory. Sketchier, yeah. yeah. So, and to some extent, that that's, you know, it's still there. Not, not as bad as it was when I was actually having chemo. <laughs> But I'll still have those moments for, but now I'm like, you know, I'm damn well sure I locked the door. I'm not going to go back and check. See, that's the difference now. It's like, like, if I come back and all the animals are out in front of the house, okay, then. Do they not run away? Um, Freedom! No, uh, my girl, my my cat Ashley, she she wants to hang out on the front porch, but she's nervous. So she'll hang out there if I sit out there with her. Uh, The Dotson. The Datsun is like, hey, squirrel. So, yeah, she'd be, and she thinks that if you're trying to bring her back, like you're trying to grab her, it's a game. So she'll run right up to you, stop like a half foot away, smile. I'm free to chase her. Yes, and it's like, oh, gosh. We're not playing that game. There's too much traffic. You know, things you learn. You know, we learned that with her real quick when she was a puppy. She was like, I don't know five or six months old when she got out of the front front door and it's like all right god now 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 we have like fenced in which means that now you have to remember there's gates up between certain rooms it's like in the middle of the night you're like oh fuck uh that (laughs) there go my toes again i shit she got in she got in code red code red go 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 get the damn dog we've had that problem (laughs) up in the poconos when we go on vacation because it's much easier for her to get out of uh, the house we use up in the Poconos and uh, chasing her. She thinks that the, the backyard and the trees that like edge the property are places for her to hide and run through. 
and she's a long-haired dachshund. So oh when you catch god. her at the end, it's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna uh. spend little burrs and everything else that you're finding. Like two weeks later, it's like, oh, where the hell? Still missed one in your ear. It's like, geez. it's like glitter. It never goes away. Yes. It's so, yeah. We, we again. You learn if you chase the dog around for I don't know, close to half an hour, and she thinks it's the most fun she's ever had, and you only catch her because she's exhausted. Uh, <laughs> it's just like she's like, okay, daddy, I'm done. Yeah, I'm panting. How you feeling? <laughs> I've been I've been running around in my bare feet, you know. And, oh my god, no, not bare feet on the outside. I can't. oh yeah, no, I. I do well, not have near the calluses to oh, I, that. Shoes okay. all the way. Thank you, okay. civilization. Yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the calluses that either. It was, it was it was not good, but it was the okay. The dog's out. Yeah, I got to be right on top of that, don't I? Okay, you got to go out without thinking, which meant yeah. Oh, man. Right. But you love her anyways, right? Oh, they they they're both awesome. Yes. And they I both interact with each other. Sometimes the uh, cat coming into the dog space will announce herself be- before hopping over the gate. <laughs> I don't know why she announces herself cuz all that means is the dog has to come running up to the gate and then they got to play that like, you know, game where they stalk each other kind of like who's going to come over? Who's going to get who? Do they get along? They get a- they get along. But they have like like my cat would do that like that Chinese hand motion, you know, like have you seen like those those like Chinese like uh, toy cats with that one paw that kind of goes back up and down, up and down like on, a, on like a spring. She'll do that through the gate in between the two like the two rooms with one that separates my little office area from the main bedroom. She'll do that at the dog and the dog will poke her face so she can almost get hit. And it's like Two are idiots. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it, it's cute to watch. And they, they never, they would never hurt each other. But they also, it's always a power play. So. I have to say, like one of my favorite things to see pictures of is animals of different species, like not even playing, just sleeping together, and that just tugs at my heartstrings. Like puppies and kittens in a big pile together. I. Aww. Well. Yeah. well you know, when when we when we got Donka, our miniature dachshund, um, my my parents had they have two cats, but one of them, Toby, who's a, a Siberian, he was not even a year older than the dog. So we introduced them, and you would see the dog chase the cat, and then a minute later, the cat chase was chasing the dog. The dog. And it was it was adorable. We'd always have to put them together because it was great to watch. And then, like after two months, Toby was like, "Yeah, now I'm too old for this. I'm not gonna." Aww. I was like, "Oh, because the dog would still." My entertainment's all gone. Now yeah, I'm d- d- cable. Yeah, Doc is a permanent puppy. I'm sure when she's uh, uh, 15 years old, as opposed to nearly five, she'll be doing the same thing she's doing now, thinking she's a cat jumping on furniture. So wow, I just looked up um Siberian cats. They're gorgeous. Oh yeah. And they uh they they have West Dander. So if you're allergic to cats, they're they're actually pretty good for a lot of people who have minor to moderate uh allergies to cats because very little uh dander, even though they are long haired. And they're very dog like. But why would I want a cat that's dog like when I can have a cat that's cat like? 
It's well, like the best of I, all the worlds. They're, they, well, yeah, but they are, they're talkative and they'll meet you at the door when you come home. You know, and they bond to like, you know, a, their person. So mm-hmm. they're a little bit easy. Toby's a little bit less aloof than, than my girl is, but now she's settled in on her, her blanket on my desk. So I, I had to get, because I'm a cat person, I had to get an L-shaped desk so I can have a spot for her on Heck the desk. yeah. Wait, do you, are you saying your cat doesn't crawl all over your keyboard or whatever you have in front of you that you're paying attention to? Oh, no, no. She'll do that and she'll lay on it. And then yep. if I and if I try... And if I try typing on the keyboard and she's not in the mood for me to type on it, she'll slap my hands. <laughs> she's like, stop it. Not now. Not now. <laughs> My my That's old awesome. desk, she actually took over the top drawer. She yeah. wouldn't. I had to leave it open all the time and just put a blanket on top of it, and she would just lay there, which That's was awesome, though. horrible. But now she has her 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 blankie on on the the L shaped desk. She has her own space. She's uh, uh just a hand pet away. Oh yeah, she, literally. I I'm doing it right now. Like, yes, Ash, you're a sweetheart. So but, jealous. Yeah, well, if I if if I say it too loud, the dog will hear, and then we'll have to <laughs> nice. Just a just a wee bit of jealousy going on with her, not not That's a awesome. huge amount. But uh, all right. Well, now the next question I have yes. for you, I I, I I you know what? I already know the answer to this one. Oh no! I was gonna add, no, because uh, you like you're a fan of Pathfinder because of all the options, and this question is. Uh, goes back to basic D and D. The question is race as class, where some of your like, if you were a dwarf, there you were just a dwarf, which had fighting man abilities, but and some racial abilities, but there was no dwarven cleric, there was no dwarven thief. Uh, I mean, all you know. So I, I appreciate that, and that it's a lot simpler to play, but it's also kind of racist. In that, just because you're a dwarf doesn't mean you're like all the other dwarves out there, right? And it's just, I don't know. I feel like, because um, in Swords and um, Swords in our Swords and Wizardry podcast, mm-hmm. my dwarf is um, is one who likes to crochet, and he just keeps knitting needles and crochet hooks on him all the time. Because I thought that was the like most polar opposite of what a dwarf would ever do. And um, uh, hey. that's just, I love those kind of contrasts. So yeah, racist class, I'm. <sighs> Not, no, not that big of a fan. That's fine. By the way, the with the you know crochet that means you always have improvised weapons available too. Well, I hadn't thought of it like that because he wouldn't like to get dwarf, get dwarf on his weapons. No, um, get oh, blood, get, get blood, blood on his, get, get, get blood, blood on his tools. Oh my god! No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to. You know, but if you have to, at least you. Have, what I gotta I, I gotta check my weapons at the door, but I have crochet hooks. They're fine. Yeah, like they go past TSA. They they can go past the bouncer. Yeah, you know I might have sharpened them a little bit. They might. They oh might my have... god! No, no, no! Not use Jerry not, in that way. Not not allowed. Not good. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to the fourth question. Yeah, I've been keeping count. Okay, where do you stand on save or die? I think it's hilarious when it happens to other people and they fail because <laughs> that that might that be is the most honest. Me. That's the most honest answer I think I've gotten yet. <laughs> but um, 
happening to me save or die well it's it's a lot of anticipation and if you if you pass it it's an amazing feeling if you fail of course it's it's like gut-wrenching but it's that it's that like depth of emotion that it brings that's I, I, I do kind of love that. It's like it's like a roller coaster. Like, am I gonna pass? Am I gonna fail? And so, um, okay. Do the three do the three death saves in a five E? Does that count as save or die or no? Well, it, it, it's save or die with training wheels on it. I guess. But yeah. So I have a story relating to this. Was that recently I was in a game with um, Bear? So I mentioned him earlier right. in, uh, in the podcast, and. Uh, he was playing a character that none of us, none of our characters really liked him. And he was um, he was put down on the ground. So he does first death save, fails. Second death save, he fails again. And at this point, my character is like, okay, I guess I perform a medicine check, which gives him two automatic saves. And then before he gets to go again, there's another character, I think he's a paladin, who can lay on hands him. And he's like, no, I want to see how this plays out. And then we have the healer, who's an NPC, and the GM's like, okay, I'm going to heal him. And then both me and the paladin are like, no. We tried diplomacy, and eventually the paladin manages to intimidate the healer into not doing anything. And we're all just, like, staring as this guy is, like, third third death save. And he fucking natural one on the third death save. It's like, well, the universe wanted you to die, buddy. There I'm sorry. Go. But that was that was the funniest session I've had recently. It was very, very good. Yeah, you pretty much, let's just watch him bleed out. Yep, just I couldn't just imagine like the three of us just like standing over him, the healer reaching out a hand, the pouting, grabbing it, but no. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's just see if the blood starts to coagulate on its own. Let's just Yeah, like I mean it's not it's not that bad. He's just been hit by multiple arrows, slashed a bit by an arrow. He'll be a he'll be fine. Let let's let's watch what happens. That was that was good stuff. I enjoyed that. Um, but save or die. So save or die, if you don't know that it is a save or die. So essentially, like, for example, you fall into a trap, um, you fail the reflex save to have the damage. If you don't know that the damage can kill you, I think that's kind of like, because it doesn't give you that emotional rush if you don't know that you have a possible risk of death, like right in that second. Right. So if the DM tells you, okay, you better fucking save this, or your character's like gonna die, if if he says that, then it's then it's I think it's so much better just because like you have all the adrenaline that's like, do I want to lose this character or not? And generally speaking, we don't want to lose our characters. We get attached to them, right? Well, I mean, sometimes you make a shitty character that's just been a dick to everyone. Oh. And you well... kinda want him to die just because I have. I actually made a character that's suicidal. He tried to kill himself multiple times, and the other character's like, "No, no, stop, stop." Was it at least like, like, hate to say it like this? Was it at least like suicide by cop where you decided to throw yourself at the enemy in the hopes of dying, or was it like, "Hold on a second, before we go to that next room, I might want to like, I don't know, open a wrist." I mean, hate to be light like that. There was, there was. Um, he was so in in that game. It's essentially. Um, anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals like okay. animals kind of as humans imagine furries uh i'm playing a toad who is a complete pacifist and they're ferals so animals have gone crazy and our job is basically kill the ferals but he's like no we can rehabilitate them and he gets stuck on his own with a feral he's trying to run away by climbing up a tree and he falls on the feral and crushes it and this sends him like spiraling to a deep depression he's like i must atone for my sins 
And he literally tries to stab himself with his own sword. And the other character's like, no, no. Okay. This went on for like two sessions before they finally found something that could be, oh, okay, I guess I'll I'll live for the party to atone for my sins. Okay, so, you know, it'll be a slow death as opposed to a quick and pain. Well, it's always painful. I mean, currently, me and another character are like, there's a schism in the party about kill the ferals or save the ferals. And we're both pretty fucking angry at the other side because one side are heartless murderers and the other side are apparently, um, what do they call us? I can't remember what exactly they call us. Something about pansies and cowards and you have to kill them for the good of everyone else. So, entertaining stuff. Uh, I can see. And that is when, when your campaign, when the interactions between the players is what helps drive the campaign. I, I, I think you as a group have really hit it. And that's, that sounds like a campaign that's going to be a lot of fun to be in because it's not just your, your, your DM moving the storyline along. You're moving the storyline within the, within the group. Yeah. That's all like those interactions are always there. Some, a part that I really, really like. And especially if you don't like know the group and you just find someone you click with. And you can just have that, just the banter and stuff. That That's cool. All right. Well, now we're going to head to the last question. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, we're reaching fu- the end. No, well. It, we're It'll be unscripted it. from here. Yeah, well, we've been unscripted already, I think. Uh, well, yeah, you haven't. No, we've been we've been free-ranging a lot. These questions have, have driven a lot of conversation. But, all right. When you came into the hobby, mm-hmm. did you think, A, that you would still be involved in the hobby at this point? And question, second part of that, were you, when, when the, the person that you were when you came into the hobby, what would they think if they saw how involved you are in it now? Would they be surprised? I don't remember, honestly. I think... When I first came into the hobby, so a couple years ago, I only played for about six months before I, I went. I moved out of the U.S. and um, had no contact with D&D for like two years because there was no one around before I really wanted a session and then I went on Roll20. Um, but so towards when I first came into the hobby, those first couple, like the first month or so, I think like I was, I guess, ambivalent towards it, and then I started to really enjoy it. Like every week, I'd go, like, "Are we, are we playing? Are we playing Pathfinder? Are we playing Pathfinder this weekend? Like, are are we going to the dorms? Like, what's happening? Can, can I play? Can I play?" And um, I think, I don't know. I think I, I would definitely have enjoyed knowing that it's it's a fantastic way to make friends and to to know people from all across the globe. Because, I mean, Roll Twenty just brings you. Because I, I I've played with people from India, Ukraine. I sound so worldwise, but no. Um, <laughs> don't want to toot my own horn, but I know a lot of people. But um, uh, what's, where was I going with that? Wait, what? I forgot. No, no, you've infected me. Uh, the, oh, oh, sorry, short-term memory loss. God damn it! Where was I going with that? I can't, uh, I can't remember. I, I think that you were going to say something about. Uh, where you are now in gaming. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Ah, so, you see? Thank you, yes. Thank God for other people who listen to me, because I sure don't well, listen to I, myself. I have, I have experience with short-term memory loss. 
Um, it's it's such a great way to make friends. know anybody else like i know i'll just hop on roll 20 or even with my current group now like i'll still keep those connections like even if we don't play anymore it's still awesome and amazing friends that i've made and i love that but also the fact that i have a constant source of entertainment with other people that doesn't just involve me with my nose buried in a book which has been a constant complaint of my family my whole life anyways that it's actually some form of social interaction. I really enjoy that. Oh, I, I'm no regrets. I I, I have no regrets about, about about roll twenty either. To be honest with you, because uh, I had I I guess from nineties I gamed actively from uh, the early eighties to early 97 and then i don't think i came back to gaming until 2005 2006 i still bought gaming materials don't get me wrong but i wasn't wasn't gaming because work hours weren't really working for it and then i found fantasy grounds and i mm -hmm. uh, got into a warhammer 40k dark heresy game and i i learned something that I could A, enjoy gaming on the internet using a virtual tabletop, and B, something like Roll20 is great if you're a player, but if you want to actually... If you're a GM, uh, it's shit, is that it? it? Well, if you're a GM and you have, the, A, the time to uh, put your own adventures into the interface or, I guess, can purchase pre-done adventures to put it to the interface, it's it's great. As a player, I had a uh, I had a blast, but trying to then set it up on my end to uh, put my own creations of adventures into it, I I don't I don't want to say I wanted to shoot myself, but it was highly frustrating and required a lot more time than I could invest in it to either learn the quasi programming language or just the time to put it in. And then I backed Roll20 on Kickstarter. And it was frustrating at first because Roll20 is not the robust uh, interface it is now. Mm -hmm. It was uh, very quirky. But once they fixed the quirks, it was excellent. And I wound up having a gaming group that uh, covered we went from Connecticut to New York and Pennsylvania and Florida and Texas and Vancouver, Canada, and you know, all pretty much all over North America. Yeah. And you make some honest to God true friendships that way because Right? Because you're like bonding over something you both enjoy. Right. And just like gaming at uh, gaming at a table face to face, your first ten to fifteen minutes are uh, catch up on the previous week and telling bullshit stories and kidding around and and then and 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 recapping what happened last week and then getting into the game and then you learn uh, the idiosyncrasies of everybody that at at that virtual table with you, which makes it even more more real it is real but it it 
makes it more like sitting at an actual table when right? more immersive you, because you know how people think you learn well, that to some extent but you, that sounds pretty stalkery yeah but, think. You, but well you you can you i i we got to know each other enough that they would know well it's likely what what Tankar would do in a situation like this like very rarely did we surprise each other by by the actions that we took because Everybody comes into it with their own angle to some extent, I think, when it comes to uh, games. Unless you come into it with the, all right, I'm going to play a character like uh, the drunken fallen Jedi. I had a lot of fun playing that one. But, because, uh, <laughs> hey, when, you're, when your fallen Jedi master goes around with like a bottle of scotch, and what, 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 what could be better? I mean, you, and I like, you could have I some- like, I'd argue that might be better. Sober? Yeah. Or high. Or he could be high. Eh. Just like constantly munching. Oh, well, yeah. The, the, those munchies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> then, then you get the, then you, get the uh, you know, your Jedi Master, I guess, becomes uh, the dude. It's like, oh my god, it's the dude. But what? When you're drunk, you're not just the alcoholic? No. No. Well, well, are we talking in real life or are we talking in game? <laughs> in games, yo, come on, come on. I'm not, I'm not ready to discuss my alcoholic tendencies in real life. Oh, it, it's funny when I would talk about that because when I gamed in in college, we had a rule: no alcohol at the table, because we were we were serious about our role playing. No, we don't want to. We could we could go out and like binge on Wendy's or McDonald's and, and, and have a table full of junk food, that was fine. You could get high in sugar and carbs. But you weren't going to get high on alcohol. You just wouldn't do it. Then I came back to gaming and uh, playing with the VTTs and my only rule then was if I'm running the game, yeah. stone sober. But if I'm playing, uh, fireball, whiskey, a nice beer, oh. whatever. That that that's fine. It makes the I, game more fun. Yeah, but as a DM, I gotta focus. I I I can't. Drink yeah, no. As I think, like as the DM, it well, it's kind of like if you're playing a computer game. As the player, you're fine. But if if you're the software running the whole thing, if you're lagging and stuff, that just the ruins the whole experience, right? Yeah, you know, like okay uh geez uh, hold on a second i just had one of those moments uh, uh yeah roll some dice i don't know we'll figure it out just 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 roll nah. roll something i'll decide yeah. what to do while you're rolling and, snip and, snap and, decisions here I and, come. and 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 my gm jimmy style especially if i'm running with something that i've prepared or i've written is i work with more of an outline and prefer to improv a lot of the details based upon what the party has done or where they what they appear like they're doing i i i don't change the plot but i will certainly change the trappings to fit the party and as what's i going said on. rules are just suggestions right they're made to be broken and abused but, but I, I i i can't do that when i'm drinking because then it becomes i can't mm. think fast enough to keep up with these people that's ah. fair enough yeah but as a player i'm, I'm sure my my uh, my DMs prefer me drinking, so they can. Oh, good! I think I was gonna take a little extra to think this one out. <laughs> nice. So. Nice, nice. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's always fun when like someone surprises you when because you get to know them so well. You're like, oh, I'm pretty sure they'll do this, and then they come out with, oh no, I'm gonna do that, motherfucker, and, and it just like, completely yeah. changes. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't plan for this. Yeah, and 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 that's part of party dynamics, especially when you're playing with the same people. And within that campaign, because you also, even if it's a campaign and some players like to put on for their character's role uh, a different persona for each campaign. Some people, it's the same persona, just with the trappings changed, barely. Mm-hmm. They, but some people will change. But after a few sessions, you, you know, you generally get an idea, you know, how how the party cohesiveness is. And if if somebody's playing an impulsive character, you generally know the impulsive one. And when they do something that isn't impulsive and they hang back, you're like, "Wait a wait minute!" A, yeah, well, well wait, wait a minute. This is yeah, not normal. Yeah, what's going on here? Is, is there a doppelganger involved? Are are you in charge of your own senses? Somebody it's like it's like when you're when your toddler is being quiet. And you're like, "Hang on, this is not normal. Something's going on." Oh, it's like when my wife isn't snoring at night and I wake up, I went, is she breathing? Is <laughs> she breathing? Oh, no. That's 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 slightly different than where I went with No, energy. I, but, you know, because you, you, you expect a certain pattern, and when the pattern isn't there, it stops your pattern. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're like, hmm? But you gotta adapt your pattern, right? Because yeah. you like being unpredictable. Can't be the same thing. Well, it, it depends. I'm, I'm I'm predictable when it comes to uh, my desserts. You can pretty much I, you have your favorite stuff. You don't have your favorite stuff. You have well, your you favorite. have your favorite stuff, but you got to keep also having like at least a day or two where you keep changing, right? Because otherwise, how will you get to taste all the different desserts? True. There's always there's always that chance that somebody might be right. Like, man, you might really love that. You know. Double brownie, double chocolate pudding cake. Oh my gosh. Wait, okay, you had me until pudding. Like, well, you completely lost me at pudding yeah, cake. Pudding. I well, was so interested. Double brownie, double yeah. chocolate pudding. Wait, what? Yeah, all right, so take out, take out the pudding and you got to make uh, chocolate chips with chocolate chunks. Keep the with peanut butter out center? of it. With the moist yeah, well, center? With the moist center? Oh my gosh. Well, that's, that's where you get that hint of pudding to make it moist. But yeah. No! Stop bringing nope. the pudding back in. Leave the pudding out of it. The pudding and the jello should always stay out. Oh, the, the, in my opinion. The, yeah, the, the, the jello's only good if you've got to be in a kind of liquid diet. And I, I, I've got other preferences for liquid diets that are a bit more adult in nature, so yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. I see it, where that's going. Yeah, it just, it just wouldn't be jello. But, uh... So now, um... When would the, uh... The new podcast be releasing. I've I've, I've 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 spoken to others on your podcast crew, and I've been they teased the shit out of this, and I'm like chopping yes. at the bit, and I'd like fucking know when I'm gonna get a chance to listen, let alone my listeners get a chance to listen. Well, I'm about to disappoint you again. I don't oh, know. Son of a- <laughs> well, like because we keep we keep um we keep wanting we like we really really want to put it out but we wanted to do such a good job of it i think we're like currently remastering episode one because <laughs> it sounds like shit but we're 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 doing we're like we really want to have a really good product 
product. Yes, our salespeople were, were doing very good on the marketing part. Um, but anyways, um, we're, oh my God, wait, no, I'm in a dead end now. Where was I? Okay. Yes. Release, release date, release date. Um, I'm, I'm yes, that definitely soonish within this year, maybe, maybe autumn, summer, spring. No, definitely winter. Definitely winter. It'll still be cold, but will it be cold this year or next year? We don't know. Oh, no, it better be cold from this year. Um, I mean, I mean, not cold I mean, end of the year. I mean, cold. Damn it. I was about to say there's a loophole there. We have a year more. No, <clears throat> no, don't, don't, don't do that. I, th- I think it is. I think it is going to be within the next couple of weeks, though, because um, we've been redoing episode one and I think it's going to come out. Don't quote me on this because I'm going to like Melkor is going to Melkor is going to kill me. But I think think we're supposed to come out with multiple episodes like a couple episodes on the first release um i know we did that with um strange gods but with the jade jade region ap like we came out with a double episode first day oh so, you're so like, it's think... gonna be like a netflix release where you go we, i get to binge that's what you're telling me well i think so i mean it could be we're just gonna release it in five minute episodes um throughout the course of the day so at like one o'clock you get the first five minutes two o'clock next five minutes and so on because i th- i would enjoy that more because everyone is suffering there you're suffering listeners are suffering fucking yeah, they, someone on the other side of the globe who has no idea what's going on is also suffering yeah but the person that's even suffering the most would be the person that has to cut up that podcast into five minute ep- episodes that's true that's true you can't take a knife to a pdf file not a pdf an mp3 don't quote me on that either <laughs> just don't just don't quote me i'm I'm not quotable i just i say things and i don't listen to myself and things come out of my mouth and i'm just like wait what i didn't mean to say that what, hmm. uh, what did i say did I, was that me saying that was no. that me it was someone who just sounded a lot like me because i i would never say that right right remember the internet never forgets oh no the internet the bane of my existence oh. I never post anything on the internet because it never forgets. That's okay. I've, I've, I think I put up 8,000 blog posts over the last nine years, so, or nearly 10 years. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I've given up on ever like going back and like changing an old post. I might edit it with new information, but I'll leave my, if I was wrong about something, I'll just put a line through it, but I'm not removing it because you got to own your mistakes. And, uh, if well, I mean, you own your mistakes when you make a reasonable amount of mistakes. When you make right. a shit pile load of mistakes that's bigger than your actual blog post, then I think you gotta edit back a little bit, right? I'll edit in corrections, but if if I screwed up, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll line it out, but people can go back and look at the Wayback Machine and go, oh, wait a second. Uh, back in June of... Uh, 2014 you said but now when i look at it in 2019 it now says <sighs> i mean then you're just like you probably read it wrong okay i'm sure <laughs> i'm right for sure it's, for sure you, you probably read it wrong I, I i i'll just blame it on chemo brain and i'll walk it, on exactly and you just have to say well you have to go through chemo to be on the same level as i am yeah you know it's 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 <laughs> It's at a certain level of special. <laughs> so special. It's beyond snowflake special. There you go. All right. Well, 
I'm gonna ask you. I have an important question to ask you. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. No. Did you have a good time? Well, okay. So if I were to rate this current tavern side chat, I'd rate mm -hmm. it a five out of five. Yeah, it was pretty good. All I right, enjoyed good. it. All right. Well, especially because like you chat to um the 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 listeners the the podcast or the guest the, yeah that's right. the word like before the actual podcast starts, which I think is an amazing move because it lets it lets them get comfortable right and they're mm -hmm. not super on edge like oh my god I'm being recorded. Uh, I got news for you. I I supervised detectives for the last twelve years of my career. Fuck. So. Well, yeah, but one of the things you, you, it, when you're dealing with witnesses, the most important thing to do is to get them comfortable. And you don't do that because by coming off as, excuse me, ma'am, I need to ask you a few questions. So that actually, detectives are uh, the masters of socializing? Uh, if, they're, if they're effective. Fair enough. Yeah. Which, uh, by I, the way, you were, if, since you were a detective, is it, have you seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a hilarious show. Is it anything uh, like that? I need to know. Um, Does Terry right. Brooks really exist in real life? <laughs> there, some of the dysfunctionality of that is certainly accurate. Uh, the rank structure, you would never have a captain sitting with detectives in a precinct. But whatever. Um, there is a, a lot of the dynamics, a lot of the, uh, the high school level chicanery. Yeah, uh, it happens in in every command. I when I was uh, a cop in the Bronx in the late '90s, coming in to have your locker broken into and somebody putting like uh, f fresh fish from the fishmonger two blocks away uh, in your boots happened. Uh, uh, no, gross. You know, leaving your 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 nightstick in 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 one of the uh, patrol cars and having it found by your sergeant, who then puts seven coats of white paint on it overnight so your black <laughs> nightstick is now not just white but won't even fit into the, your belt holder because of the extra paint on it oh my god so many and, stories this is oh amazing. they're that we wallpapering uh, one cop's uh, locker with uh they made a wanted poster because he god help him. <laughs> cat cappy was a nice guy he was a little special and he can yeah, and he came in with a, a Polaroid of him with his uh, parrot, and he's kissing his parrot. Why you would come in with a photo to show other cops you kissing your parrot, but they took the photo, photocopied it, made a wanted poster out of it, um, and then wallpaper glued like 50 copies of this to his locker when he went out on patrol. So he comes back in on meal to take off his shirt and his gun belt, and he's sees his locker's been defaced. And as he's staring at it, our our captain, the Captain Dedorosa, Dedorosa, he he was from uh, Spain and he had the Spanner Chuckson. And he walks through and he sees it sees this locker defaced with these photos of, of Cappy kissing his bird. And he goes, uh Officer Capella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, captain, uh you have an uh, a nice bird, but I don't think it needs to be all over your locker. And he walks away. Oh and my like, god! Yes. And I, and I, was, I was just like, "Damn, that's a captain that understands what's going on in his command and how we deal with stuff like that." But yeah, nice. That that is awesome. That's hilarious. But uh, if you want to watch uh, a show that um, really is uh, my experience, probably about 
90 or 95% accurate to how a detective squad actually runs. Uh, Dennis Leary from Rescue Me. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Now I'm having a, a brain fart in the name of the show he did before that. It lasted only one season. Um, oh, well, you know what? I can't remember the name of the damn show. But it was by Dennis Leary. So if you look Dennis Leary up. Oh, The Job. Sorry. My wife's in the background correcting me. Like, The Job. The Job <laughs> is, is uh, on spot with how detective squads in the NYPD were running at least at the uh, turn of the century around late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, amazing. Is it, what kind of genre is it like comedy and, or it's shit? it's it's a comedy without a laugh track oh nice okay nice. so you're gonna so they're not gonna tell you how to laugh my, my personal favorite episode because i did uh crime analysis crime stats at one point as a cop and they have an episode where the same dead body keeps on appearing in different precincts because the detective squads it happened like on a corner of three precincts and they yeah. keep moving the body to another corner so it belongs <laughs> to another command we don't want to deal with this, this is your problem not this ours. is your problem yes <laughs> and I, I things like that they have the little things spot on really spot on so he did a great he did a great job with that series um, wait what's well, it called again the job oh Poof. the job the job because the NYPD we refer to we're, we're not we're not uh, just police officers we're on the job because mm. I, I guess to us there's no other job at the NYPD I don't know but it, we it's it's called the job but then we call ambulances buses so the, the do you parlance. ever shorten NYPD to NIPT? No. NIPT? Oh, no. come on! It's, no. It's, oh, why not? It's right there. No, we, 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 no, 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> and, and I've been retired for three years. I couldn't nip, nip the, it's, it's nipped in the bud. No, you see, <laughs> you nipped it in the bud. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't quite do it. But then it's you not. could like walk up at a crime scene and be like, hands up. We're about to nip you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, honey, uh, Nipta's on the phone. Who? Uh, <laughs> somebody from Nipta called? Oh my god. What they, what they want? I fucking wish. It yeah. makes getting arrested a whole lot less stressful. Although I suppose it's not really the effect you want to have either. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, uh, getting arrested, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no way to not make that stressful. Unless you've gone, unless you're one of those repeat offenders that go through like, once every month or so, in which case, you bring them in and get to the finger, digital fingerprints, and they'll go to you, officer. I'll do it myself, and they'll fingerprint. That's when you know you have somebody who's run the system numerous times. They don't want, officer. You're going to take too long. They're going to reject the prints. Just when I tell you hit the button, hit the button. You're like, oh, hey, okay. they're rolling. They're rolling their own prints. This is good. You just you just saved me 15 minutes of my own time. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you all have to work together, I guess, right? Yeah. Yep, it's true. Well, well, puddles. Thank you. That's uh, me. Yeah, I, I don't think I've, I've, I've laughed this much during an interview. So, uh, well done. <laughs> it's just my overflowing personality. 
you know, this this is a good ad for our podcast. Listen to us because we're so much better than Tinker's Fireside Chat. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I regretted okay. that as soon as it came out of my mouth. Wait, listen, I can guarantee that you're you're certainly better produced. Okay, I told I I I told you I. Uh, my, my use, I'm going to use Audacity to put this together in the end, and all I do is I take the two voice channels, drop them in, and say export. I don't want to... I'm not going to go through and lower my my breathing where I where I come through or uh, dim the dog's barking. It, it, it all stays. I'm a one-man show. Well, I guess like if you've got a lot of background noise, it would be a lot harder. Like One of our yeah. main requirements doesn't have to be super strict because oh yeah by the way i wanted to clear that up the uh, the gurgling sound you heard earlier in the podcast i don't have a blob monster here it's just my sink that when i have a sink in the room and then whenever someone else uses the plumbing in the house it makes that noise I, so- I i i actually thought it was like a food compact it's like oh my okay somebody's grinding something in a background but that's okay just, just, I, just clear that up i don't keep i don't keep a flying spaghetti monster in my room for my own entertainment although i wish i could uh, listen, I, like I said, I have the Donka, the Dachshund, and uh, she doubles as a doorbell because I may not hear it, but she certainly does every time. It's nice enough to announce it. Well, nice. It's like you never miss a mailman. No, ever. Which, by the way, do mailmen just leave packages on your doorstep in the U.S.? Yeah. Because they I, hear, like, at least they give it to the neighbors. No, no, no. Uh, um, most packages, well, here's the way it works, at least with the Postal Service. They will leave a package unless it requires a signature. If it requires a signature, they'll leave you a card, and then you have to make your your lazy ass to the post office, where there's probably no parking and long lines. I hate. But the also, office. requiring a signature also costs more money. Yes. For so most of the time, they they leave it. UPS, um, I, my UPS guy knows me. He knew my hours when I was working, and would actually come. When he knew I'd be home, which was a home run. Small stuff he'll leave. Big stuff he likes. He'll he'll find. He's leave with my neighbors, but now, uh, generally speaking, he'll wait for somebody to sign for it. And FedEx, when FedEx delivers something, I have no idea. FedEx sometimes stuff. they don't. They they see that. Sometimes they see the package. I feel like they threw it up the uh, you know twelve stairs and just wanted to see if it could land on the front porch. Ah oh, shit! That sucks. That so. sucks. Is what it is. Yeah, what well, I, like because I've seen so many like of those. Um, what is it? Front door cameras of like people running off with packages, and like they all say this was filmed in the U.S. It's like, why don't why don't you just give it to the neighbors? The neighbors, well, I mean, possibly you could never get them back because they hid it in their sex dungeon. But at least like it would encourage neighborly interaction. Uh, years ago, uh, back when the internet was first hopping, and I first got on eBay, I found a collection of old dragon magazines from like issues in the thirties, the forties, the fifties. Mm-hmm. So I, I bid on it. I won it. And, uh, my, my father had a camera because he, he didn't like people dumping garbage in front of the house. So he, he was one of the first people I ever knew have a security camera hooked up to a VCR. And he told me, he goes, Oh yeah. I, I heard this big, big, loud bang on the front porch. And uh, he goes, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I go out there and I see this you, you, your box addressed to you. He goes, and then I go and I and I replay the video. And he goes, and I see the the, the postal truck double park. The guy comes out and throws the box 
from oh the sidewalk God. up like the 12 stairs onto the, you know, it's actually like six stairs, a landing, six stairs, porch, threw Jesus. it the whole way. So yeah, we, we have, uh, I'm not going to say it's all, po- if, if you work for the postal service, not a blanket comment, but there are a few reasons I think why, uh, uh, us postal service have people that used to go postal. I can yeah. understand because the people they hire probably aren't yeah, always and then you have like word. everyone co- calling to complain and they're like well i i didn't deliver the pa- i literally don't know what you want me to do i didn't deliver the pa- yeah it wasn't me like well who it wasn't was me it? Uh, sorry got the yeah, song I, stuck I, in my head every time I, there's I, a music festival near my house that's like the first song that comes on so i know it by heart now wasn't me yep i mean she saw me on the counter but still wasn't me yeah oh my god now now you now i'm flashing back to that Right? It's it's a catchy song and they play yep. it so many times. Oh god. So I live right next to like a big park where sometimes they have not really music festivals but um like fairs and so on. Okay. And the sound speakers they use are massive, so you can always hear them and it wasn't me by Shaggy is so popular. Uh well it, oh, I, so I, popular. you you get to enjoy free concerts from your own home. Look at that. Yeah, it's so nice when you're trying to sleep and all you can hear about is how some dude's saying that he didn't cheat on his girlfriend when she fucking clearly caught him <laughs> on the sofa, on camera, and in the bathroom. Oh, God. It's a good song, though. It is. Except when it's pissing me off. <laughs> oh, oh, God. All right, well. Puddles, I am going to put a link to the podcast. Yes, please do. It's um hang on, I'll read it out loud so that everyone uh, can type it in. It's www wait no, it's https dot dot I don't know what that's colon. Https colon slash slash S T R A N G E G O D S P O D C A S T dot C O M slash A U T H O R slash S T R A N G E G O D S P O D C A S T slash. Yeah, click on that link and uh you'll be fine. I, I, I hope that was the most annoying someone's ever plugged their website ever. That was what I was going for. No, no, actually we, we had somebody who like who like wrote off like seven, but um Damn. I must do it again seven ne- times. Next time, my suggestion is uh generate a bit.ly link. And that way oh, you can you out know, loud. No, but if you generate a bit.ly link instead of having to read that huge thing, you'd be like uh it's a it's bit.ly slash uh, Strange Gods, or whatever you guys make the shortened link to. And that it's way, just strangegodspodcast.com. It, 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 that works too. Super and, and simple. Super simple. And if you, if you can't find it because you're mistyping, then like Google it because Google does everything. All right. I mean, does it? Because. Well, at some point, it's going to probably run your bathroom. So, I mean, uh, and if not that, then Amazon will. Well, actually, Amazon already has a smart microwave. That's Alexa enabled. Does it like okay? Smart microwave. Does that just mean that you can tell it out loud, microwave my stuff for two minutes on high? It just means yeah. you don't have to touch it, right? It's not right. like, ooh, your food's ready, sir. Uh, have well, your uh, Thai curry reward. Or I guess you can put your microwavable popcorn in there, and then like when you're about to drive home from work, go on your phone and go, okay, Alexa. Uh-huh. Microwave my popcorn. I should ask my son. He's out in uh, Salt Lake City, and I sent him a an Alexa enabled microwave as like a 
when he moved out there. And I was like, I know you like your popcorn. Here's your microwave. Have fun. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, that you could just microwave some, like put it in there and then set it to, well, what if like your wife or your kids takes it out and then you're like, microwave my popcorn. Alexa's like, I don't have any popcorn for you, sir. It was like, no, my popcorn. God, like, what it. happened? It to be ready and waiting. Uh, so probably, Alexa would probably burn it anyway if you weren't watching. I, I, I can never microwave popcorn without standing on top of it. You microwave your popcorn? I cook it stove. Old stuff. Actually, yeah, I, but I don't, I don't do the, I don't do the bag microwave popcorn. I've got one of these like collapsible rubbery things and put a little oil in, put my popcorn in, and then I, 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 well, I use my little flavors. Fancy. Yeah. I used to have an air popper, but that, just got really messy when you try to melt the butter into it. Well, are you supposed to like melt the butter into the popcorn once it's in the bowl, not in the popper? Yeah, well, they had like the, the butter melter as the popcorn was coming out. This and this. Don't. It, and now, of course, that was probably back in the 90s, but yeah, I, I, I used my microwave for that. I don't really cook are, much. Microwaves are love, microwaves are life. Yeah. I, I use it for that and for breakfast foods, mostly. Why would you re-microwave breakfast foods, though? Like eggs and bacon? They no, but pre, pre no, Well, no. When you can get the really good stuff, like the Jimmy Dean sausage and egg white and cheese on a biscuit, comes out pretty good. But I actually do prefer making my breakfast on a stove if, it's, if I'm cooking for at least me and my wife. If I'm yes. cooking for myself, I, I, I'm like a bowl of cereal guy because I don't... I, I like to do the, the the omelets with the peppers and the onions and. Oh my god, that sounds so good! I want that. Yeah, my my niece is like, Uncle, I'm coming over this weekend. Are you gonna make omelets? I'm like, Yes. Then in the morning, Shannon, you want omelets? No. Yeah. What? No, you have to have the omelet. <laughs> I'm offended for you. I mm, I want I want a fucking omelet. I can't make an omelet for shit. I can make scrambled eggs and I can scramble the hell out of them. But I can't make an omelet. Every time I try to fold it over, it like splits apart as if to say, <laughs> got you again. You I, I, I had to get a pan that was just the right size for the omelet. So that way I know it's going to cook the right size. And then I kind of, I, I, it's almost like you have to kind of almost overcook the scrambled egg just a little bit before you flip it, just because you need it a little denser so it doesn't do the, uh, the spaz fall apart deal on you. And then you're like, yeah, the omelet's kind of like now uh, scrambled eggs with peppers and uh, and bacon. Yeah, I mean, as soon as it fails, you just poke it like 20 more times, move it around a bit. And um, yeah, you've got scrambled eggs. Like, I totally did this on purpose. Didn't mean to do an omelet at all. Scrambled eggs all the way. <laughs> and then your laugh turns to sobs because you know you're I'm talking about my son. That's, that's, that's uh, the Chris coming on. Ooh, does oh, he want yeah. an omelet? Oh, Could you nice. mail me an omelet? Because they'll deliver to my neighbors. They won't toss it on my porch. Well, if they toss it on your porch, that's going to be a real mess anyway. Exactly, but they won't do that here because we're a civilized country. Oh, we don't okay. need this freedom you guys are always on about. Oh, over oh, overrated. New York City, I don't know how much freedom we actually have anyway, but we we we, we have uh, a city government likes to be like, you know, to daddy everybody. Be a parent. Donka, relax. Relax, young lady. Uh-huh. What, what are you off. saying? Is this breaking news? Yeah, it's break, break The cat news. got out again. Oh, uh, no. The, uh, the, the cat's still on her uh, 
on her bed, Betty blanket. Plan has been foiled. Well, listen, I told you that we would wind up doing like a hex crawl and or free ranging at the end. And uh, we is have. the free ranging a reference to eggs? Because I really want all it now. No, well, God I, I, damn I, it! You're tempting me now too. Yeah, almost all the way. Oh, yes, I wanted to say this. If you don't have, like, the bacon oil splatters on your hand that burn your hand, it's not real bacon. You can't cook it in the oven to be, like, safe or whatever. No, you risk your hands with the splatter. Must have the splatter. That's the sign of real bacon. You sound like Minnie. I have strange opinions. Yes, Minnie's correct. She she loves bacon, and it has to be pan-fried, or else it's not. And not not good. Like, okay. All the way. Well, uh, how can I say this besides saying thank you? This was a, an I mean, you awesome... can say thank you. It's all right. Well, here we go. Uh, thank you. And, and by the I'm way, I'm satisfied. Say that again. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you know that we have now reached the longest interview or fireside chat that I have done. Awesome. Let's keep going for another half hour so nobody ever beats my record. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll probably bring Skeeter Green back, and Skeeter would decide God to do for like three hours. He was the first Fuck. one to break an hour. Yeah, oh, the problem with Skeeter is that I've known Skeeter for years, and we're good friends, and Skeeter will go off on, I don't know what kind of tangents. The five questions that I asked you took him nearly 50 minutes to finish answering. So I was like, wow, that's, we well, don't have much time left then, did we, Skeeter? Oh, let's keep on talking. I'm like, oh. but uh, seriously, I'm looking forward to the podcast. Uh, I'm looking. I'm a Swordsman with three player game master. I, I own the blight. Uh, it is. Oh boy, we're gonna ruin it for you. No, because the blight <laughs> is. We're gonna ruin it. <laughs> you can't ruin a blight because the, the 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 blight is. It's something that when I was reading it. I had to take it in, in, in bits and pieces because it's heavy. It's, it's it's dark, but like what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like really well done dark where it all fits together and and comes out like a really coherent piece of dark fantasy. I, I it's great. I'm gonna really enjoy uh, listening to you all go through that. So. Well, I sincerely hope we don't ruin it for you because, I mean... You can't. Trust we me. T- can't. We break everything we touch, or at least I do. <laughs> it's just wait, me. Wait, wait you, you, you didn't break this episode. You did fine. Uh, you'd be surprised. You'll find uh, out it has the lowest listener count ever, and you'll say, ah, she was right. Nah, you, you chose the right month, man. Like, we've, like, every uh, day we've been like double or triple our usual average... Like Jan- January was good, but February has been amazing. So you're 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 good, man. You're gonna probably have like uh, hundred downloads before uh, the day is done. Nice, Stra- strange that. publicity for the Gods podcast. Listen to the listen to the strange podcast on the Gods forum. It's g- godly publicity and podcastedness all the way. Yep, do that. We're cool. There you go. <laughs> it's my like really jumbled ad. Uh, you know, it just makes it more, uh, more legit, more real. It is, uh, it's unscripted. Hashtag unscripted. Hashtag, hashtag no facials. Wait, no, no, wait, not facials. What? It, what are they called? The fil- hashtag no filters. <sighs> <laughs> I forget what that was called. 
All right, so this is the first time I'm turning red on the podcast. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the first can time I, can I get a, including facials. <laughs> can, can, can I get a drum roll, please? Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. You know what? Be, before either one of us gets... any, We're beyond free-ranging now. I think we're... we're, we're 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 circling the drain at this point. If you get any worse, <laughs> I mean, I, are you saying we haven't already gone down the drain? Because no, just... no, we haven't. But man, we we certainly are uh... heading there. Yeah, or something. Man. Maybe, maybe we get maybe we get a little punchy. I don't know. Are we getting? But, uh... Are we going clockwise or wait? Are you in the top hemisphere, right? Yes. Oh, we're going the same way then. Is that clockwise or anti-clockwise? Uh, Why is it called anti-clockwise? Are they like against counter. the clockwise no, movement? No, it's counterclockwise. It's like anti-fascism. It's anti-clockwise. Oh, is it? Is it not anti-clockwise? No, it's counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Counter <gasps> Fuck! My life has been a lie. There you go. God damn! And I'm the one who had to break it to you. I'm really sorry. I apologize for that. I feel so betrayed. I'm gonna need therapy after this. Uh, well. If you were if you were in the states, my my wife's a social worker. I'm sure we could direct you, but uh, sorry, you're, you're on the away. other side. Yep. Got All right, puddles again. Yes, that's me. Thank you. Oh my god, this is gonna be. This is one of the, one of the ones that I'm like. Maybe I should listen to it before I put up. <laughs> no, don't edit anything. Leave no, it. No, no, it's, it's, it's all staying. It's, it's all staying because it's gonna. If I don't get a bunch of voicemails after this one, something. Um, oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, so oh listen boy. to Strange God's podcast. Okay, it's all like this all the way, except we don't have a ten car, so it's so much inferior. No, it's just. But we have a puddle, so that that's that's. There a you plus. go. What what more do you need? You know, puddles. <laughs> puddles brings the uh, order to gaming. I don't know. Uh, it certainly brings the last smiles and made me red. So there. What more can we say? Hey, uh, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, folks. Thank you for listening. We both appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, do I? Yes, I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Kind of. Kind of. Oh, okay, fine. I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. As as always. Uh, be healthy. God bless. Roll your dice well. Listen to the Strange Gods podcast. And I will talk with the rest of you uh, tomorrow. Later, folks. I won't. Bye, guys. What do you mean you won't? Oh, yeah, you're right. You won't. <laughs> do you want me to come back on? No. <laughs> it would be funny. All right. Later. We're out.